One single tree, 11,000 miles of car emissions. And all those green spaces are taking the carbon dioxide that we are putting out, all of that waste that we're putting out, and then they're transforming it back into fresh oxygen that we can use. So it's, it's improving our air quality and then also climate. On top of that, it's protecting our water quality. Mm-hmm. Having plants with roots in the ground makes it so that a lot of the stuff that's running off from our roads don't go and seep into the watershed. The roots provide some solid ground so that way, one, the, the ground isn't eroding and moving away, and two, other toxic chemicals are staying and aren't going and spreading out to the other environments. So that heat buildup, soil erosion, improves the air quality. Here's a stat. One tree, one single tree, removes 26 pounds of carbon dioxide. That's equivalent to 11,000 miles of car emissions. And on top of that, just thinking from a historical perspective all the way back, there's this theory that people have been talking about more called biophilia, which is the thought that humans are just naturally... Um, we get an emotional boost from being around vegetation because of how humans evolved. We evolved in the Sahara in Africa, and seeing plants, seeing uh, vegetation was a positive thing. It, it meant that there was water around. It meant that there was life around. It meant that we could continue to live. That was a long time. That was thousands of years that we evolved in that kind of environment. So today, humans are still getting those little instincts, like what we talked about in a couple of the other interviews with people. Like, we have all of these instincts that were built up in the, in the past thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years that humans have been evolving, and they're still taking effect on us on a daily basis. Well, it's not a part of our thought process. It's a subconscious thing where you make decisions, and you don't really know the rationale behind it, but there was something. And it could have been caused by hundreds of years of human evolution, and you wouldn't know. You would just live. Mm-hmm. But something I think of, too, is that our city should be beautiful. Like, the places that we live should be interesting. Like, the idea that you would have a city that is made completely of right angles and metal and concrete is sad. It is. Because it's not something that is historical on our planet. Like, 10,000 years ago... No one even lived in anything remotely close to that. And so we have to ask, is it better? I certainly don't think so. And I think that if we were to incorporate green roofs, that it would definitely change the path of our, of our current existence. Like, you, you look at a skyline, and it's dead. Like, there's no life to it. It's, it's a massive structure. Hmm. But if you were to incorporate plants on every roof, it would be a completely different scenario. Yeah. And then looking at it from the top, when you fly over it, instead of seeing just a massive slab of concrete, you see a bunch of beautiful vegetation off the top. That's something that we were, we've talked about a couple times, but making building cities like that include vegetation better like <coughs> on the structures themselves. When I walk through New York, I feel like every breath I take is... I'm intaking things that are terrible for me. You know, what would be the difference if for every person in New York there are 10 trees sucking up 26 pounds of carbon dioxide? And then putting out fresh oxygen. Yeah. Hmm. I mean... And it's not difficult. Like, it, I I think in that perspective, it takes someone who's empowered to go to a business owner and to be like, hey, can we stick a couple... Uh, can we replace one of your current concrete walls? Can we, on top of that, put some vertical gardens that are going to 
grow using the light that's reflecting throughout the city. 